everyone. Welcome to the Marketing Ideas That Connect show. Here we discuss strategies and tactics on how to build great ad campaigns and the art of getting insights from all the data that's available. I'm your host, Gary Bolt. Check us out at marketingideas.co.za. We are sponsored and produced by the digital marketing agency, Famous Digital Media. You can visit their website at famousmedia.co.za. They offer turnkey online marketing and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing with a big focus on paid media. So welcome to episode 139. Today we're talking about how to nurture your leads. You know, it's one thing to get to spend a lot of money on paid campaigns and, it's, and social media but remarketing and nurturing your leads down a system is actually where marketing is going and it's the next level. And it really, it takes a bit more technology, it takes a, a bigger tech stack, takes a few more skills, but it's really the way to go, not just to touch a customer once. And uh, it's, I'll, I'm just gonna get into that. I mean, today we're just gonna discuss some of the the strategies and tactics and we're also just going to end up with just the benefits of why should you have a nurturing a nurture campaign a drip campaign a, a, a sales funnel some people talk about it as the marketing engine lots of descriptions but it's a process these episodes that we do are published on a monthly basis in line with a blog on Famous Media and we aim to bring you tactics that you can implement into your marketing every week, every month. Whether you're a marketing agency, whether you're a large business with a marketing department or you're just involved in marketing. Today we're talking about nurturing your leads and how to improve ad conversion. And isn't that what it's all about? The ROAS, the return on investment. How do we get the cost per acquisition down? How do we improve the performance of the ads that solve business problems? I was, well, last week I was a speaker at the Marketing Association of Zimbabwe. Now it was a master class, it was their winter school and um, you know my favorite topic is ad campaigns we've grown into it over the years and to me it's all about campaigns the strength of your campaign the strategy behind the campaign is it sorting out your uh, objectives and measuring the campaign so for me marketing is all about that once you've got all your collateral built it's about the campaign and i spoke about the tactics and strategies and benefits and how you measure a campaign and what a great team of passionate people and they just love marketing. We had good discussions. We had good questions afterwards. Obviously, it was all on Zoom. And uh, their focus is continuous learning, which they do. And what a great association, a very strong association. And they're doing such good work. And I hope I'll be involved with them in the future. So very cool. It's called the MAZ, MAZ, Marketing Association of Zimbabwe. Go and check them out on LinkedIn and Facebook. Very good team of people. So I must say I've enjoyed my speaking events that I've done. Over the last few years, I've done quite a few gigs, quite a few speaking conference or conference. I've been at a few conferences, spoken on various topics. And I must say it's nice to get to know the audience, get feedback. I always look forward to the questions like what is what occupies the mind of some of your audience and what do they want to know? And it just gives you an indication of what's going on out there. So it's very good to be a speaker. If you once you really 
clear on your focus, then you know, get try and get speaking gigs in front of associations. There's quite a lot of them around, and you know, I've been part of an association. It's difficult to get good speakers, someone that you can rely on, someone that's going to be on time, that speaks passionately about their topic. So you know, if you if you got a if you're a good uh, thought leader in your in your field, then it's good to be a speaker. I think we've got you know once you get experience and you've been in business for a while, all all good. So that was that was I enjoyed that last week. Let me get on with the topic for today. So on the research and how we study and we like to believe we've got to keep learning and learn. We are learning new nurture campaign tools at the moment. There's quite a lot of them. Very cool technology and tech stacks, and you've got to put a few together. But when it works, it really offers a lot of value. So I just checked out campaignmonitor.com and they say there, I say like, what is a nurture campaign? Let's call it that for now. They say nurture campaigns are time-based emails that are sent out to your audience in order to inform them of an offer and over time motivate them to take some sort of action, like taking advantage of an offer. The nurture campaign is similar, but not exactly the same. You know, it can take the, the, the one question we've had is, well, how long should a nurture campaign take? And based on the research and what we've done, you know, it can take 30 to 40, they say 45 days, probably not longer than that. And say five or six emails, it doesn't help going more or maybe one or two is not enough, maybe three or four. But the general rule is five or six emails, 40 to 45 days would be the general rule. They're going to say you'll be able to nurture your relationship with your audience by taking time to get to know them and finding out where they are in the buying process. We always talk about the funnel and where are they in the process. A lot of clients research and know exactly where they are and they're ready to buy or at the top or at the bottom are they ready to convert. So from there, from the, you know, where are they in the buying process or journey? From there, you can create content that speaks to their needs which will lead into a thriving email list and improve sales. We also talk a lot about the database. And if you're not building the database, you're not building the future of sales. So it's an entire journey and we call it, it's the process of nurturing a client to the sale because not everybody's ready to buy. In the book we read the other day, we spoke about a few books that we've been reading and they say, only 3% of your market are ready to buy. So therefore, we're not, you can't just go up to someone and say, buy my product or service because they may not be ready. And that is where the nurture campaign comes in strong because a lot of people are just researching, checking. They're in the learning process. They're educating themselves before they take a risk and buy. And that's why they, they have the power. So we, it's not an event. A nurture program is not an event but you know five or ten years ago we we would be happy just to get our content in front of a client and then see if we get a like see if they do a search see if they fill in a form and that pretty much was the the plan of our ads if we go back but in the last couple of years we've been we've been studying you know these nurture campaigns and the sales funnels and the inbound methodologies and it really makes sense where don't invest thousands and thousands of rand or dollars on getting your just getting to the top of Google or just let them seeing it seeing your brand and your feed which is good but it's not enough because people have too many options and they want to learn and they want to investigate and they want to get to know your brand and see what it represents first so the one the one thing in the strategy is and it's difficult we spoke about lead magnets but that's the key 
because lead magnet which should create interest it should solve a problem it should add value enough for the customer to trade the email and once that email once that hits the CRM it will trigger the welcome email because now remember we're getting the database we've traded it we have to pay something and the investment in the in the lead magnet is the payment we've then attracted interest in the top of funnel and then if the client if we ask the right questions and add enough value and, and give enough value in the lead magnet for example we're working on some ebooks that will really help people or schedules or checklists or we've just done a lead magnet with with some hr policies around communications policies and social media policies and that one lead magnet we did internationally now that's very nice very good stuff but it took work we had to get lawyers involved it, it took a lot of work so in other words what are you investing to then trade the customer enough investment for the customer to give you your email the email hits your crm now it triggers the welcome email and then based on the response or the lack thereof you start going down the funnel obviously we don't want people that have no interest in the subject we're not going to waste our time with people that are not interested or they don't they don't like if someone if you're selling nappies or baby products and someone doesn't have a baby you're wasting your time or, or whatever the interest may be so if we know someone's interested in motorcycles we want to market to them if we're in the motorcycle business so the interest is one thing then it triggers the email then we start educating them about why they should buy a specific product or service because we know that they have an interest and they're in our market now we it's up to us to start building that personal interaction through the email through the next four to six emails deliver huge value which answers problems which creates interest so it's also designed about the experience and it, and it has to be a good experience remember we spoke the customer can click off at any time and bounce out of the funnel then they're gone so i think let's go through the benefits there's some very clear benefits you know taking using email automation tools so let's look at the first one we believe it's it's cost effective because direct marketing which is email marketing and especially if you know who your client base is for example if you know if you're selling into the medical industry you sell to dentists you know who they are you know how to find them it's very easy to then set up a direct mail campaign for example to dentists so we believe emails are very cost effective because they end up in the email box even if you're getting a 20 or 20 percent conversion rate you're still hitting your market better than just shooting in the air the next point is that they nurture nurturing leads through marketing automation is very measurable as we know everything that has a platform and a url we can track we can measure we're using google tag manager utms all the tools that we have we can see where they are the dwell times the rates the click-throughs and we can just see how it's going are we winning or losing like we spoke the other day no egos if we're not getting a good click through the work we did was not good enough we have to improve the question we have to improve the content to get our click throughs up to to at least a decent rate which could be 10 percent then they're hyper targeted you can segment your database which we need to do more of is segment the database where did you find them who are they uh, and, and right down to a granular granular level enabling hyper personalization which all the gurus are talking about that going going forward how do we personalize our content by knowing more about our customer and then a captive audience direct personalized emails demand attention 
gaining much higher read and engagement rates because it's in their business. We help companies in the sanitation business. If you're in portable sanitation and you get an email saying portable sanitation, there's a good chance you're probably going to read it because it's your industry. The next point would be improved lead qualification. Smart email sequencing helps you dis distinguish between lukewarm, qualified or hot leads, serving each according to where they are in the buyer's journey. Quite important, improve lead qualification. Then shorter sales cycle. As we know, outbound is very expensive. If we're going to hire five reps to go out and go outbound and pay their phones and their cars and their petrol, it's going to get very costly with branches. We've been down that. That's, we, we did that before. And it's hugely costly and it's just not worth it sometimes. So shorter sales cycles, absolutely. Drastically reduced cost per acquisition. If you think of your outbound cost per acquisition, it's massive. Even though it's targeted, it's still huge. So it's cost effective, laser sharp targeting and a shorter sales cycle means less waste and more quality conversions. Most customers that are acquired via lead nurturing have a, have a higher lifetime value. And of course, there's a much higher rate of return compared to outbound. And that's one thing we always do when we see a new client is see what percentage is outbound of your spend and income and what percentage is inbound. And I, and I see there's more and more shift going from outbound to inbound to lead nurturing. It's just the way it is. And after 30 years of selling, I've seen when we started, it was, it was pretty much all outbound and it got very expensive. With these automation tools, we can afford to make mistakes and see this is just not working and fix it and iterate where outbound is a lot slower to do. So it's worth checking out. Look at some of the tools. There's a, there's a tool called Simvili, which is quite an easy one to start with. There's Drip, there's MailChimp, there's Active Campaigns, there's ConvertFlow, there's great lead pages out there. There's just a whole lot. I'm not going to go through it now. But those tools are designed to actually put out a lead page, put on a lead magnet, trade your email, and start the process and measure everything and then convert which is what we do in our marketing ideas business is convert that data once we have tools that pull the data convert that data into insights to see where the blockages are and do some audits to make sure everything is profiled correctly remember poor click-through rates and bad quality scores mean more expensive ads so I think this is really this is what this is so cutting edge right now the new tech stacks that are that are really starting to help us and i must say the people that run these tech stacks are very or these technology software companies very helpful and uh, we just have to all learn more about it so i'm going to be building more funnels on some of our pages we're doing it for customers at the moment but i'm going to be building some more on my, my web lead pages to keep learning more about it put in the pixels use utms which we're studying at the moment Use your tag manager for all your code and understand how to build a, a lead page on some of these on, on some of the lead page programs. So that's it for today. I, I enjoy this stuff. I'm sure you can hear I, li I like talking about it. And uh, I think it's I've just seen the benefits of it. And 
Even if you make a mistake, start testing, seeing what works, what doesn't work, but keep going because this is the way it's only going to get more involved and more complex and more skills required to build and tag and make sure that we're tracking and understanding the data as we go through these lead funnels, sales funnels, nurturing campaigns, whatever we want to call them. So we're going to wrap up for the day. I hope I've helped people to think about it and to so you can go and study more and learn more and ask the right questions. Today the acronym is DSA and that sounds for Dynamic Search Ad. And all that is, it's quite an interesting thing actually, it's a more personalized ad depending, it profiles the ad to the search. You have to do a lot more work on the ad but it's pretty good stuff and it's interesting to see once you start using Dynamic Search Ads how it can just possibly convert at a better percentage than a normal static ad. So interesting stuff. So for more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. Search for Marketing Ideas That Connect. If you've enjoyed this episode, just give us a rating. It does help us to share content and build the business. You can follow Famous Digital Media on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram, Twitter or YouTube. To read more about this topic on their blog, you can just go to famousmedia.co.za fdm-blog all links referenced in this episode as well as famous digital media social pages can be found in the show notes you can also find us at at marketingideas.co.za and check what we up to there we have great partners we have a great business we enjoy what we do and uh, we're there to to help companies to grow so until next time stay hungry think big and honor god